RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines, Democratic Party's Lam Chok Ting protests in Lejko ahead of the pandemic's expected resignations. Hong Kong U Law Professor Johannes Chan says the basic law appears to be inc- becoming increasingly irrelevant. And the Federation of Trade Unions says it is launching a signature campaign in support of Beijing's decision to kick out four pandemic lawmakers. Democratic Party lawmaker Lam Chok Ting has hung two banners in the legislative legislature criticising the chief executive Carrie Lam, saying she brought calamity to Hong Kong and its people and her infamy would last for 10,000 years. Beijing has ousted four pro-democracy lawmakers, labelling them unpatriotic, after Mrs Lam asked central authorities to rule on whether they should serve in LegCo, given they've been disqualified from future elections. Fifteen of their colleagues are resigning in protest, leaving only two non-pro-establishment members in LegCo. Mr Lam said he wanted to protest once more before handing in his resignation. I just protest against Carrie Lam, the chief executive, for her uh, ridiculous disqualification for my four colleagues. I think uh, she and the central government have already abused their power to disqualify the uh, representative of Hong Kong. Uh, which is totally unacceptable and uh, severely violated the basic law and one country, two systems. Legislative President Andrew Leung says he's removed motions from the agenda that were proposed by the four unseated lawmakers. A motion raised by pro-government lawmaker Alice Mack to censure one of the disqualified. Dennis Quark has also been deleted. The vice chairwoman of the Basic Law Committee, Maria Tam, denies that the four ousted lawmakers have been stripped of their legal rights. Speaking on an RTHK programme, she said they could file election petitions or judicial reviews against the decision, although she doubts they would succeed. The chance of these four gentlemen is very slim because this particular decision is made for the purpose of disqualifying them. Law professor says it seems Hong Kong's mini-constitution is becoming more and more irrelevant following the ousting of the lawmakers. Professor Johannes Chan from the University of Hong Kong said the legal basis of Beijing's decision was unclear. He said it was neither an amendment nor an interpretation of the basic law. We work from the basis that all governments, organisations and institutions are bound by the law. And now it seems that all these fundamental premises are gone. The basic law can be interpreted arbitrarily. The basic law procedure can be sidestepped. New procedure can be introduced. And it seems the MPCSC is about the law. They can just pass any decision or adopt any decision without any regard of the procedure in the basic law. I think inevitably, our people confidence in the rule of law will be undermined. And increasingly, it seems basic law is getting more and more irrelevant in Hong Kong. Pro-government camp denied Beijing was trying to crush dissent and said it would help restore order in LegCo. Beijing has condemned the mass resignation planned by pan-democrat lawmakers, describing it as a farce. In a statement, the Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office said the action showed their sudden resistance against the central government. Spokesman said it was an open challenge to Beijing's powers and the authority of the basic law. Meanwhile, pro-Beijing party FTU says it is launching a campaign to gather signatures in support of Beijing's decision to kick out four pandemic lawmakers. 
Federation of Trade Unions President Stanley Young also slammed the opposition camp for resigning en masse, saying they are unpatriotic and trying to cause mutual destruction to Hong Kong. Mr Ong says they will set up 80 booths across the city for a week to collect as many signatures as possible. A number of pro-government groups are also petitioning today to welcome the ousting of the lawmakers. The United States has warned of further sanctions against China over the ousting of the lawmakers. U.S. National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien accused Beijing of flagrantly violating Hong Kong's autonomy. On Monday, Washington imposed sanctions on four more local and mainland officials for implementing a national security law in Hong Kong. Two men who had overstayed in Hong Kong have lost their bid to take their case for dependent visas to the Court of Final Appeal. Timmy Sung reports. The two known as H and AH in court had overstayed in Hong Kong. They had applied for refugee status, but their torture claims were rejected. Although the two men later married Hong Kong permanent residents, their applications for dependent visas were also rejected. AH also served prison time for using a fake passport and lying to an immigration assistant when seeking to enter Hong Kong. Their lawyers had tried to argue whether past offences needed to be considered by the immigration director when awarding the visas, and whether such offences only covered serious crime. But the court said there was no suggestion the dependent visa policy limited the offences or adverse records that should be taken into account. It also said there was no presumption that the policy favoured family reunions. An infectious disease expert has suggested the government ban hotels offering quarantine from taking in regular guests to prevent cross-infection. From tomorrow, all travellers flying into Hong Kong except from the mainland must do 14 days hotel quarantine due to the worsening pandemic overseas. University of Hong Kong professor Ivan Hung says the fourth wave of infections has probably begun in Hong Kong as the strain here has significantly changed and is similar to the one in Nepal. He said returnees in hotel quarantine may have infected others. Recently we have confirmed that from mid-October onwards the strains of the coronavirus has changed significantly, meaning that probably the fourth wave has already begun. The strain is now similar to the Nepalese strain that has come in in late September. So we believe that there may be some cross-infection between some of the newly diagnosed patients who are staying quarantined in the hotel and then cross-infected with people who are staying there for staycation. Hong Kong confirmed 18 new cases yesterday, seven of which were from Nepal. A record number of Americans are in hospital receiving treatment for COVID-19. Figures showed almost 61,000 hospital beds were needed across the country as doctors warned facilities could soon become overwhelmed. In New York, the state at the centre of infections early in the pandemic, Governor Andrew Cuomo is imposing new restrictions to combat resurgent infection rates. Texas has become the first state to surpass a million cases. Britain has become the first European country to exceed 50,000 coronavirus deaths. Worldwide, only the US, Brazil, India and Mexico have had more deaths. Here's the BBC's Hugh Pym. The death toll of just over 50,000 covers those who've died within 28 days of a positive test. On international comparisons, the UK has one of the highest COVID death totals among developed economies relative to the population. Belgium, Spain and Brazil are among those which are higher, but the UK is ahead of the US, France and Germany. 
case numbers and hospital admissions seem to be leveling off. Deaths are a lagging indicator, reflecting infections two or more weeks ago. But today's figure is a sobering indicator of the reality of COVID-19. Sweden is banning the sale of alcohol after 10pm in bars and restaurants in an effort to contain a second wave of COVID-19. Prime Minister said if action wasn't taken, the number of deaths could rise to the level seen in the spring. Per capita, Sweden is one of the worst-hit countries in Europe. Secretary of State in Georgia says there's no sign of widespread fraud in the American state's vote count following last week's presidential election. Brad Reffensberger, who's Republican, has ordered a full manual recount of votes because of the closeness of the result. But he said on the basis of the tally so far, he believed votes were originally counted accurately. The original count put Joe Biden more than 14,000 votes ahead of Donald Trump. Thousands of supporters of Bolivia's former president, Evo Morales, have crowded into Chimore, the town he considers his political stronghold, for a rally to mark his return after a year in exile. Mr Morales, who is now the head of the governing MAS party, fled Bolivia a year ago. He resigned amid allegations of fraud after he lost the support of the military following presidential elections, in which he had attempted to get himself elected for a fourth term. Mr Morales had this message for his supporters. Here, in less than a year, we have recovered democracy. In less than a year, we've returned to the government. This is something unprecedented, something historic, something unique in the world. Thousands of Armenians have protested in Yerevan, infuriated by the terms of the deal that brought an end to fighting with Azerbaijan over Nagorno-Karabakh. Police detained about 130 people. It's the BBC Steve Rosenberg. Across the city, outside the government building, a crowd accuses Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan of treachery for signing the peace agreement and ceding territory. Among the protesters is Alina. We are here to demand the Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan to resign. Do we think that he's traitor? We want to fight for our land, for our freedom. For weeks, the government here was saying Armenia could never be defeated. But it has lost this war, and that's left this nation shocked and angry. Scientists say they're close to reaching a major milestone in their mission to catalogue the full genetic code of thousands of birds. They say the research now includes at least one member of nearly every branch of the avian family tree. Here's the BBC's Victoria Gill. The 363 species now fully sequenced includes everything from the extremely rare Henderson's Crake that lives on just one Pacific island to the humble chicken. <laughs> Conservation researchers say this could be a gold mine of useful information, with more than 60 of the most threatened bird species on Earth now decoded. This could help in efforts to understand their declines and to protect them and their songs for the future. Argentina's former football superstar Diego Maradona has been released from hospital in Buenos Aires after emergency brain surgery. The former Napoli and Boca Juniors player has been taken to a rehabilitation facility to recover from alcohol dependency problems. The 60-year-old has struggled with a series of health problems since ending his playing career in 1997. Stocks, a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26,096. That's 130 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $100 billion. 
Currencies, US dollars trading at 105.27 yen. Euro stands at 1 US dollar and 17 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 24 cents. Sport now, and here's Atom Cheung. We start with golf, and the stage is set for the 2020 Masters, which tees off later today at Augusta. Moved from its traditional spot in April because of the pandemic, this year's Masters tournament will be the final major of the calendar year. World number one Dustin Johnson came close to winning the green jacket last year, but ended up losing to Tiger Woods by one shot. Johnson is hoping the adjustments he made to his game will pay off this weekend. I mean, it's always tough. I mean, you know, in, in that situ- situation, you know, Sunday, you know, at a major, the Masters, it's, um, you know, that's things where obviously the more you're in that situation, the more comfortable you are. Um, I felt like I executed well, just misread the putts a little bit or, you know, speed was off just a hair, but I was executing them how I wanted to just misjudged them. Definitely been putting well, just more consistent. Um, you know, I just... I started using a line on the ball just so I, I know where I'm aiming instead of guessing where I'm aiming, and um, it's, it's definitely helped. Four-time major winner Rory McIlroy is still chasing his first Masters title. When asked about the elusive green jacket, McIlroy made reference to fellow golfer Phil Mickelson, who won his first major at Augusta at age 34. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to think so, um, but look, nothing's given in this game. Um, you know, I guess there's no better person to uh, maybe talk about than to, you know, you know, to sit down and have a chat with Phil because it, you know he broke through here when he was 34 for his first major um, after knocking on the door a long time. Um, you know, I'm not quite in that scenario, but I'm, I'm looking for my first here. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, I've always felt like I've had the game to to do well around here and to play well. It's it's just a matter of you know getting out of my own way and and letting it happen. In football, there are more injury worries for the English Premier League champions Liverpool. Their defender Joe Gomez suffered a knee injury while training with England as they prepare for tonight's friendly against Ireland. Gomez now joins fellow centre-back Virgil van Dijk on Liverpool's injured list. The England manager Gareth Southgate says it's too early to speculate on the severity of the injury to Gomez. We don't know what it is, but obviously there's, there was a lot of pain there. Nobody around him, which is never a good scenario. So we're thinking of him, you know, he's such a popular boy amongst all of the team. We know he's had injury setbacks in the past, so we're, we're hoping for him, really. In last night's friendlies, Finland stunned France 2-0, Netherlands and Italy drew one all. Germany were 1-0 winners over the Czech Republic. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, top stories once again. Democratic Party's Lam Chang Ting protests in Lechko ahead of the pandemic's expected resignations. Hong Kong U Law Professor Johannes Chan says the basic law seems to be becoming increasingly irrelevant. And the Federation of Trade Unions says it is launching a signature campaign in support of Beijing's decision to kick out four pandemic lawmakers. And that's the news from RTHK.
And welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Thursday afternoon. Thursday, the 12th of November, is today's date, and we have a very busy program for you. We're going to be chatting with one of the authors from this year's Hong Kong International Literary Festival. We'll be speaking to Lisa Leung, who is the associate head and an associate professor from the Department of Cultural Studies at Lingnan University. And uh, Professor Leung will be joining us to talk about her latest book, which is called Ethnic Minorities, Media and Participation in Hong Kong, Creative and Tactical Belonging. And she'll be talking about her involvement with this year's festival as well. And we hope to also bring you this interview on uh, the Facebook page, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3 and 